Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Liz. Good morning, Miss Debbie. How are you, my friend? I am, for the most part, well. How are you? I'm good. My husband and I have been on a cleanse. A cleanse? So we're eating spinach and banana soup. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> no. I, and, love, and, I love spinach uh, when it's not cooked. Oh yeah. And I love bananas when yeah. they're not too mushy. Yeah. So this uh, cleanse is very much a, a very clean kind of food. So everything's basically uncooked um, and no oil whatsoever. You know, it's very interesting when you have have been a cook your whole entire life and you've learned from your mom, you've yeah. learned, you know, how can you saute onions without a little bit of oil? It's impossible, right? <laughs> what do you do it with? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I just put no. it in a nonstick pan. And just and, like brown and them? Just like, yeah, and let them get a little bit soft. And if I need to add a little bit of water, I will. And it's like, how, why have I been using oil to saute? It's one thing to use oil to flavor things. Right, right, right. But it's quite another thing. And I'm like, I don't need oil to saute. What have I been doing? Right. I mean, the oil adds flavor, the butter adds flavor, but it also adds, you know, quite a bit of fat. Calories. Calories. So have you lost, you don't need to lose any weight, but have you? Um, I have. I actually lost about three pounds, but my husband has lost about eight. Now the concern is, at this point, is it feels like it's probably a lot of water weight, sure. you sure. know, because that's what you're kind of flushing out of your body. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It's also no caffeine, which about three days ago I I brought back the caffeine because I have had just a a headache, Mm -hmm. you know, for days. And I finally got to the point where I said, enough is enough. Um, Yeah. But, um, so I I have had caffeine, but uh, he has not had any caffeine and, you know, no alcohol either, which is... Which is, of course, a calorie sure. thing, um, but it does. We do feel really good, and my skin—you know—I feel like my skin has is clear in ways that it hasn't been. So yeah, it's been it's been kind of fun. But how long has it been? Well, so we were really strict for about five days, okay, and then we slowly introduced you know, like some, my coffee back and a, a few other things back. He, he brought back his avocado toast in the morning because okay. he really does like that. Yeah, I do too. Um, and so we, we've just sort of slowly introduced a few things back, but have kept a lot of what we've learned. Yeah. Um, like this morning I had a, um, a smoothie with spinach, frozen blueberries, mm-hmm. and then a big chunk of, of ginger Ooh. and a big chunk of turmeric. Ooh. Fresh turmeric, yeah, and some water and ice, and it was just so refreshing and so I, good. I do um, s- smoothies often, yeah, 
And but I've never put a big chunk of, of fresh ginger or turmeric in there. I do have at home a big hunk of, of some fresh ginger. I don't yeah. try that. Yeah. Oh, it's very. I didn't have time to. I know. Do this morning today. you've missed out on some things. <sighs> a little bit of things, but. <laughs> so you haven't had any breakfast. You have your coffee. In I do have my caffeine. People. <laughs> Yeah, life has been um, life has been extremely interesting for me personally the last several months. Just in trying to navigate through opening a new school and um, being involved in you know Rotary and Leadership Fresno and many other things that I'm involved in. Just I mean, and just being a person wanting to go to yoga and yeah. wanting to sing and right. do the things that I do for me and and I. I am too busy, so I'm trying to figure out how to to keep my life in a little bit better balance. I, I've actually found myself in tears a couple times, feeling like I don't sing anymore. I'm a singer. Yeah. Like, you know, that's just a lot of who I am is that. Right. And I just don't. I and don't so, because you know the joys of singing, because you know what that brings to your heart and soul. That's why I do you, that here. <laughs> that's right. That's why you have opened these schools. Yeah, exactly. And so you have one school, but you have two locations. And I know that your desire is to put that same kind of joy into other people, exactly. right? That you've had in that's yourself. Exact, that's exactly And sometimes right. when we're investing in these other people, we lose sight of the very things that have brought us joy. Yeah. We talked about in the last podcast, yeah, we did. whether or not you, you are know, doing somebody... the things you enjoy or the things that bring you joy. Yeah. So a lot of these things I do enjoy very much, but I'm missing out on some things that bring me joy right now. So I'm trying to figure that one out. So... Right. Um, that's okay. I mean, it's a season. I know it's a season, and it will stop. <laughs> it's funny how the pandemic brought us a season of a real slowdown. You know, we really had mm-hmm. to take a step back from the things that were filling up our time, all yeah. the, you know, extra stuff that was filling up our time. And now, as we're coming out of the pandemic, we seem hell-bent yeah. on filling up that, I think, that time again. Yeah, and I, and, and I don't know. Did we not learn anything? Did we not learn a damn thing? <laughs> I know. I know, right? I think the answer is no. Yeah. We're humans. Yeah. And I think we all run, you know, run like you're running out of time. I'm like a little mouse on one of those little wheels. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes how I feel. What's the song from the musical? Oh, from Hamilton, where you're you're running like you're running out of time. Yeah, you know. And Hamilton just was like he was just running out of time all the time, and he had he had so much to say and such a short time to say it in. And uh, I think a lot of us have that have that kind of mentality. I totally do. Yeah. I mean, I'll often think about my grandma, who's 104. She just turned She just, I know I saw <laughs> pictures on your social media. And I'll think, and I'll think, okay, if, if I live to be as old as her, I have 44 more years. I have a shit ton to get done in 44 <laughs> years. I better just do it all now. <laughs> so, right. And the reality is, I don't know if I have another day. Right. Right? And so right. it's like, oh my gosh, Debbie. You're so dumb. <laughs> well, but that is that. But I've had the same conversations with my husband. You know, my mom is 85, and she's doing very, very well. But she she loves to say, you know, this is my last birthday, <laughs> and there's no indication that that's true. Right. 
But I do look and I say, gosh, that's 24 years away for me. Yeah. You know, turning 85 is not is not too terribly far for yeah. me. And so I want to be healthy and I want to be able to do all the things I want to do. But 24 years is going to go very quickly. And I feel the same as you. Um, and yet, are we missing out on... On the here and now by focusing on all these things we want to get done. And so, yeah, I, I, I often am a little out. I'll say... I'm a lot out of balance, especially in the last few months. This season has been very out of balance for me. So I'm really trying to focus on figuring that out. So, wow. Wow. so in, in light of what we're going to maybe talk about a little bit today, you know, miracles. Yeah. Like, it's going to be a miracle when I figure it out. <laughs> yeah, this is episode number 78. Number 78, and we've talked a little bit about miracles in the past, yeah. but but I think that the word miracle is so um, misused and overused. And just like you just said, it'll be a miracle if I can make it through this morning. Yeah. Well, is it is it a miracle? Yeah. Are yeah. We, you know? <laughs> exactly. Or is it just a reprior- uh, making our, you know, reprioritizing uh, our life? Yeah. Well, I mean, for me personally, you know, and being in the evangelical, um, you know, mindset for so many years of my life, um, the word miracle, I think, has a different kind of a connotation, and I'm trying to deconstruct that. Right. Because there's been so many times where, you know, God didn't do a miracle. Right. The, we were praying for the, these miracles, and God did not do them, and why does he... Why is there a miracle for one person and not another? Why is one person healed and not another? You know, there's all these things. And so what really is the definition of a miracle? And I also remember one time a wiser person than myself gave me the, or the, the wisdom, I'll say. She shared it with me saying, you know, if there is a miracle, if a miracle, if you're praying for a miracle... What's going to be your part of that miracle? You're just going to, you know, sit around and wait for something to happen? Or are, is there a proactive thing that you have to do to be a part of that? Yeah. You know? And, and so that, that actually, I heard that probably 25 years ago, and that kind of stuck with me. So, but in terms of a miracle, you know, how do you see a mir- miracles well, today? It, like, it, what does that like mean? Like you, it has evolved. Mm-hmm. The word has evolved. So, you know, it, within the um, evangelical Christian space, you know, a miracle is something that is humanly impossible right. and happens where it could be nothing more but God's intervention or some supernatural kind of intervention. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that humans are so flawed and, you know, we're very weak. Mm-hmm. But when we come together and we can unite for a cause, that's a miracle. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, sure. I think being able to see others through a lens that is different than the one that you were taught to see people through, that's a miracle. Like a, a par- people having paradigm shifts. Paradigm shifts. That's a miracle. I think um, the hold that drugs and addiction have on people is so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so when someone becomes free of drugs mm-hmm. from their own hard work. Yeah. Let's be real. People don't become 
um, free from the bonds of addiction just in a miraculous yes. overnight kind of way. It's very rare. I, ha I have heard of people who say that, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't um, like someone was praying for them and then all of a sudden they didn't have, there was nothing like that. They just woke up one day and thought, I can't do this. Or I don't have the desire for that anymore right and and but there was not there wasn't like people laying hands and maybe there were people praying for that person but it wasn't something that was you could concisely say that this was you know what I'm right. saying and let's be honest is even though you might wake up one day and said gosh I don't have the craving for that cigarette mm -hmm. or that um, you know hit or that right you know whatever um, you absolutely have to continue to wake up every day and make a choice to not to not do to that. not do that to not absolutely. smoke to not absolutely. shoot up to not whatever whatever absolutely. the addiction is mm -hmm. you know so it is a constant i think the miracle is finding the strength mm -hmm. to continue to fight the battle i think that that is the miracle i think you're right I think and you're right. and as i go through life and as i you know as i re uh, think everything that I was taught and everything that I believed. I think that I have rethought what a miracle is. Um, so we did experience a little bit of a miracle. You did. Yeah. And you shared that with me a few weeks ago. Yeah. And it was, it was really, so it reminded me of a story. So let me tell this story. I'm trying to recall as I'm thinking if I've ever told this story here, but it doesn't matter because it's relevant today. Um, I remember a pastor here in this town um, of a very big church. He's no longer with us, but back in the day, he would tell, you know, pastors love to tell, to paint word pictures for yes, their, yes, for their congregations. Yeah. So he told this um, parable, which I have never forgotten. And it was about an old woman who lived in an old rundown house, and she was just all by herself. And she was short on money, and she was short on food, and she was short on all the resources that it takes just to live. So she would go out on her porch, and she would pray, God, I don't have any food you know, for tomorrow. Please, please work a miracle and send me some food. And um, then she would pray, God, I don't have any money to pay for the, for the electricity. Please you know, send a miracle. And so her neighbor, who was an atheist, heard the prayers, you know, heard her calling out. And so he's like, this is BS. I'm not going to stand for this. There, there was no such thing as God. There's no such thing as a miracle. She's praying. She's spitting in the wind. So he decided that he was going to put food on her front porch. He decided he was going to put money in an envelope and leave it for her. And he's being very cocky about it the whole time. And after a few um, a few of these incidences, he finally walks over to her and says, see, there is no God. That was me that brought this stuff. It wasn't God. And she said, not only did God answer my prayers, but he used the devil to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the whole audience erupts in laughter and that kind of thing. And I just thought, that is so, that is so perfect. And that 
it is it for me kind of a miracle where you see it come from absolutely a, a source that you would never expect a source that you would never expect yeah so not that atheists are of the devil people we're not <laughs> suggesting we're not that. suggesting no, that that was is, a pastor because there is no devil <laughs> right because there is so, no devil no uh, and so and there is no hell um no shock of shocks <laughs> Anyway, that aside, let's not be that controversial this early in the morning. I know, it's um, used too early. <laughs> um, and so a couple of, uh, so over the past few months, um, and we've talked about this on the podcast because it has been an ongoing challenge beginning in January, we had uh, my, my son, and I won't talk about my son, but he is somebody uh, who is still very much a part of our world. Mm-hmm. I mean, all my kids are, but this son is yeah. it's in our lives on a regular basis. And so he, his car died. And it was a horrible, awful death. And so it involved uh, needing to get an engine rebuilt. So we found a mechanic. It, they had good reviews, yada, yada, yada. Three months later, we get the car back. And two weeks later, the car is dead again. A long investigation happened through the Bureau of Automotive Repair, and it turns out that this guy's license was not actually legit. And when he was told by the Bureau of Automotive Repair, you need to give this family back their $4,250, he just shook his head no. Nope, not going to do it. Um, and that, and what can we do? We can throw more money at it by taking him to court, by spending more money on lawyers and right. fees and all that. Um, so we're still in the process of trying to figure out exactly how to handle the fact that there is this legitimately evil, and this is how I describe evil. Evil is a person who takes advantage of another person yeah. and, and does it in the name of goodness or whatever, right. you know, professes right. to be a good person. But So um, there is that situation. Ironically, just a few months after that, my husband's car had very serious problems, took that in, it needed a new engine. Completely, these two things are completely unrelated, but it happened two cars within just a very short amount of time. And so that car, we decided, given the expense of cars today, that you can't get a used car for cheaper than a new car. You know, it's, I mean, right? they're hard to come by. Yeah. And interest rates have gone up, blah, blah, blah. So we're trying to do the best we can do financially. We're trying to be responsible. We're trying to not go into debt. I mean, all these things, right? So we take that car in to a mechanic who's local, who we know and trust and know that his his license is legitimate. (laughs) And he puts in a new engine in that car. So now we have a total of about eleven thousand dollars in car prob- in car, um, you know, fees and all that, mm-hmm. and that spread out over two cars. But now one car is undrivable and one car is drivable. Okay, right, right, so right. we had two. We now have one. We've spent eleven thousand dollars. So a few weeks ago, I so let me just go back many years ago. Many many years ago, I was married to somebody who was a cocaine addict. And he left when our son, the baby we had together, was just a few months old. 
didn't see him again for 25 years, and then in the past, in the 10 or 11 years since then, haven't seen him since. So I've only seen him once in 36 years. But I started randomly getting some money towards the outstanding child support he had, which was a total of nine years of child support that he owed me for, because that's how long it took for the adoption to go through. Okay. Since he disappeared, we spent a lot of time trying to find him, and there was a lot of paperwork, and we started, and then we had to stop, and then we started again. Anyway, even though my husband and I got married when our son was less than two, and then, so he's been the only dad he's ever known, but it still took until he was nine for the adoption to go through. All right, that's a lot of... No, but I, it's important backstory. Yeah. So, oh, that was my ring. Um, and so I, uh, so I have this child support card that I was sent about 10 or 15 years ago. And every once in a while, I would start getting random deposits on this child support card that came to me from the state of California. And it had never come. I never got child support. The, the, the support that was ordered when the divorce happened was never paid. He was an addict. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was not, not, he's he's not, not, he's not going to pay it. And he was not capable, you know, he was <laughs> sure, not capable. Sure. So, all right, no big deal. And then all of a sudden I got, oh, look, $40. Oh, $35. And then over the last few years, a, a deposit of $76.15, that same amount would pop in, you know. And I'd be like, oh, well, this is interesting. And so given the last several months and the problems with cars and the money that's gone out, I was going to a birthday party for my niece and I wanted to give her some money in a birthday card. And so I told my husband, I said, I'm going to look in on this child support and card see if there's any money. and see if there's any money so that I can pull that out and give it to her niece. And so I open up the app on my phone. <laughs> oh my gosh, just imagine you. I open the app and I, this is after I get out of the gym on a Sunday morning. <laughs> And I'm on my, I'm going to, I think, oh, well, before I go home, I'm going to go by the ATM and pull out money if there's any money on this card. Yeah, 50 bucks or whatever. <laughs> and so I'm sitting in the parking lot and I pull up the app and I, I'm not going to give the exact amount. You've seen the exact amount. I have. But it was, it was uh, a lot. It was uh, several thousand. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. And I mean, it paid for the cars. Let's just say that. Yeah. And so I went, oh, what? What am I looking at? <laughs> what in the actual hell am I looking at? And so I just stared at it for honestly, I mean, like I it left it open. Like, like an hour, but <laughs> did. And probably you're thinking, well, did he die? Did he? Exactly. <laughs> and so I drove, I actually drove and I had that phone. I had both my hands on the steering wheel. But I also had the phone in one hand, so I'm driving with the fingers of one Did hand. Did you call Tom? Not at that moment. And I'm just driving, and everyone's like, oh, I'd look at this number, and I just kept driving, and I'd look at this number. It was just... And so then when I got home, I, I so showed funny. Tom, and I said, here, <laughs> I want you to see this app. And he goes, is that real? And I go, I don't know. And so I, uh, there's another woman who lives in another state who also had a child from this man. And so I texted her and I go, have you gotten a big influx of money, you know, from your child support? And hers was a little shorter time than mine. 
Um, and she said, actually, he made the last payment on my ch the outstanding child support a couple years ago. And I go, oh, interesting. So then I called his brother, who with whom I still have a relationship. Is he dead? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what <laughs> happened? And he goes, not that I know of. But he said, but I haven't actually talked to him in about a decade. But they have a re he has a relationship with their mother. So sure. I'm like, you know. Surely your mother would tell you uh -huh. if her son had died. Um, did he win the lottery? Mm -hmm. Did He's married. You know, did his wife die? Sure. I mean, all kinds of questions. All when... kinds of questions. There's all kinds of possibilities. And um, I'm like, what, what has actually happened? So I n even now don't know what happened. I don't know where so the money never... came, came from. <laughs> I have not. No. But I immediately started the process of, of transferring that over to, bank. to my actual checking account. And, um, and then I immediately, as soon as it cleared, which it did after a couple of days, and I'm like, this is real money. This is real. <laughs> I mean, shock of shocks, this is actual money. And so is... my niece did get a birthday card with money inside of it. That is hilarious. It was hilarious. Oh. And I, and I, um, I, so I gave my husband immediately a big old chunk of money because please, he's been floating this, all the costs of these car issues. Mm -hmm. Um, I gave my son, you know, a much, much smaller chunk of money. <laughs> but he was able to get his You've got your cars back. We the first car is still not back, and it, that has not actually been resolved. Okay. So okay. no, we do, we actually have not resolved that situation because okay. it's an unusable car. But it had to get away from the mechanic who who had done the inspection. Um, but it has brand new tires, and it's like <laughs> I don't know what to do with this car. So now we're sitting here like ah, we don't know what to do with this car. Um, so, so things are not yet resolved, but there's this money that kind of is resolved. And, um, you know, even though technically the money's mine mm -hmm. as the custodial parent, sure. my husband has raised this, this young man, you know, as his own. So obviously this is yours. It's ours. Sure. It's not mine. Right. Um, but I still don't know the source of it. But here's what I do know. I do know that our family has, you know, is in the middle of a gigantic remodel on their home. And, and that, listen, let me be clear. In no way am I saying that any family member should help us. I'm, I'm not saying that. Yeah. But we do have family that has a lot of money. We have, we have family with money. And not a single person has offered to just bring us a meal but that's been true our whole lives, know, during hospitalizations, during... We've never, ever had any support of any kind from our families. We, we just have it. That's, that's kind of not who they are. And we're the oldest children in both sides of our family. So I think that they see us as very... Independent. Independent and capable. And we are. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But to, to know that this money came from the devil... <laughs> The last uh, place that we would ever have expected this sure. miracle, and it does feel like a miracle, it is because it was so completely yeah. unexpected, mm -hmm. outside of the box. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is no way to say that this there. 
there were, this was not expected, right? You know, at all. I expected to open it up and maybe find 60 bucks in there so I could pull out 40 for my niece. I mean, yep. that's what I was expecting. Sure. <laughs> because that's been the, the, the MO for this particular man. Why would you and, expect anything else? I mean, why would you even think I, that I there never, could be anything else? And I thought I was seeing a mistake. Of course you, know? you were. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have thought the same thing. Exactly. I would have, I would have done exactly like you. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> right. And so I do think that there are miracles that happen all around us. We've talked about, you know, I, I don't think that, I think that the miracle of having, like for instance, children that are sick, people pray for miracles for their children to be healed, of course. Mm -hmm. But I also think that the smaller miracles that happen during those times are the communities that are built, right? So when somebody brings you a meal, which is something I don't know about, <laughs> but I hear, but I've... We've, if I, I was a cook, I would bring you a meal. No, but just, here's, just to bring you one. Well, but here's the thing is that <clears throat> I've actually, when I had foot surgery, there was a friend of mine that brought me a meal and I love her for that because yeah. I, I couldn't walk, you know, for a month and my husband had sciatic at the same time and <laughs> neither one of us could walk. Did you guys do Uber Eats? What did you do? We sat on the couch. Did you eat Cheerios? We, I don't remember even <laughs> eating. Let's be <laughs> honest. I mean, my our son came home for a little bit and he would run out and buy us food. Yeah, um, and so that was, that was fine. We were taken care of. It was all fine. But, you know, it's just, I think that the miracle is not necessarily the healing, which often happens because thank God we have incredible medications mm -hmm. and doctors mm -hmm. and hospitals, and we have surgeons and we have so much in this country, you know, as far as healthcare goes. Mm -hmm. um, there's a disparity, but we have so much. And, um, but the miracle, let's be real, is communities that are built. Yeah, and it's, and I think too, it, it's, there's an interaction that happens between a human being and this idea that there is divine energy out there that can come together and can do something good and positive. And I think, you know, I, I remember when, when John and I first started dating and I told him that I pray all the time. And he's like, well, you do? What do you, what do you mean you pray all the time? And I don't know, I just, my mind is, Constantly in a state of prayer, I, I talk, thankfulness, I, and I talk, petitions, both. I talk to God. Yeah. You know, and he goes, well, what, is that, what does that look like? And I go, I don't know. He goes, well, show me how you pray. And so I just sat down by him and I said, well, and I just kind of prayed for something. I don't know. Just in the, I mean, I don't typically do that out loud. It's more in my mind. Right. Which right. is the same thing, really. Right, right. But, um, yeah, I think praying for miracles is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I think yeah, I don't I don't know that there's anything wrong with wanting or hoping for. I think where we get into trouble is when people um, have an expectation that a, a miracle is supposed to look like a certain thing and then when it doesn't happen, then th that's where there can be a lot of disappointment and a lot of um, disillusionment right you know um, losing their faith that yeah happens, you know. I 
I had a miracle happen recently, and it's much different than yours. And um, so I've had a, um, a a problem with a neighbor <laughs> um, with my business okay. for years okay. and years and years. There's a I rent a space and we share a wall. Right. And um, ten or twelve years ago or so, I had a encounter with this person. And um, I, for the last 10, 12 years, I've walked around afraid of him. Mm. I've walked around avoiding. I've wanted to avoid him. This person has made it almost impossible for me to do certain things at my school right. that I've wanted to do. This person has given me this sense of, in, like, I'm intimidated by him. He's, he scared me. Mm-hmm. He scared me. We had an encounter outside where he yelled at me. And and I don't... He honestly comes across as if his space is more important than your space, yeah. even though you guys share a yeah. wall. And, and I was there first. <laughs> That's, I mean... And, so without going into all the details of what it's all about, because I don't want to take up all that time, the miracle happened where the problem is, is noise. Mm-hmm. So... About a month or a month and a half ago now, something like that, maybe a little bit longer, my choir that meets on Wednesday, I don't know if you were there that night, um, but my choir meets on Wednesday nights. Of which I'm a part. Of which you are a part. Yeah, but I don't know if I was there. Yeah, yeah. and and all of a sudden, the, the music next door started being extremely loud. Mm-hmm. And so, usually... At that hour, there's a young girl who's a bartender in there, and there's been many times where I've just run next door, and she's she's graciously turned it down. I've said, can you please turn it down just for like an hour so we Let's can... Let's be clear, rehearse. we're not talking about live music, so no. it's not like you have to it's turn a band, a band it, down. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just a, a, a boombox thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's just in there getting ready for customers, and she's got the music on loud, and she's cleaning or whatever. Right. And so she's graciously turned it down. And so that's what I expected when I went over there. Mm -hmm. I expected to walk over there and see her, and she would turn it down, and I'd be right back. Well, that's not what happened. What happened was I went next door, and the person who I had the encounter with, who I was not expecting, we'll just call him Mike. Yeah. Mike. It was Mike in -hmm. there. And I was immediately set on guard because I had no idea that it would be him. Mm-hmm. And he was because we've had we've had encounters that haven't even since and and my husband has had encounters with him. And so it's not a good vibe between me and Mike. Right. And so when he saw me, he went he actually did this. Put up the cross and he sign. put up the cross sign like don't come in here. Oh. And I proceeded to go in anyway, and I said, hey, Mike, can you just please turn it down? We're having choir practice, and it's too loud. And we got into it. We got into it, and it didn't escalate. It didn't escalate like it did 12 years ago, but we got into it, and it was not pleasant. Mm -hmm. And I was there for about 10 minutes, and the choir was getting worried about me because it took me so long. Like, they were like, no, I was not there that night they, because I would have remembered Yeah, that. they were like up, like, talking, like, should we go get, like, you know, there was concern that I wasn't back yet. Right. And so after a point of him just kind of like, he was just talking at me, I I said, Mike, I got to go. I got 
you know, 40 people next door, I gotta go. So I left and I come back in and I sat down on my little stool and I looked at them and I said, okay, that could have gone bad, it didn't, and I'm okay, I'm, I'm not falling apart, so let's do this, let's do this. So we start, we proceed into our choir practice and I don't know, seven, eight minutes, I, I go, oh, the mu he turned the music down. The music was down. So I thought, I just, that was a mental note right. that I took. Right. So we proceeded with choir practice and, and everybody left at their, at their time. Mm -hmm. And the music kind of went back on. About so let's be fair, this, this choir practice is only just a little over an hour, so yeah. it's not like a big chunk out of his time, yeah. and it's way before his customers start coming in. Typically it is. Typically. So I thought to myself, after everybody was gone and I was locking up and John was out of town, I thought, you know what? <laughs> so, so for me, this is the miracle. I'm going to go back over there, and I'm going to thank him for turning the music down. Wow. Now, to me... So that makes me cry. That that is a miracle because I made a decision to go do I guess the right thing and not be afraid of him. Right. 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 Like somewhere in me, the fear of him, I went. Mm, no, I'm gonna go thank him. So I walked in and he saw me again. This time he was sitting at the at his bar there with somebody. Liz, I don't know what got into me, but I walked right up to him and I put my hand on his shoulder. Oh my gosh! And I was, I was like this. I was like in his face, close in to his face, yeah. and I said, "Mike, thank you so much for turning the music down." Well, that made him drop his guard, of course. And we actually had a conversation that had nothing to do with music, or no, it, it had to do with with being a neighbor. And, and, and I said, I don't want this to be between us. I want us to be able to be good neighbors and figure this out. Then he proceeded to say, well, what is it with your husband? And blah, blah, blah. And, I, and I looked at him and I said, do you want to know why there is that between you? And I said, do you remember? Do you remember 10 years ago the encounter that we had in the parking lot? No, I don't remember, you know. Mm -hmm. I said, well, you scared me. I said, Mike, you frightened me. I've been afraid of you for 10 years mm -hmm. because you yelled at me, you threatened me, mm -hmm. and I was able to say those things right to his face. Oh, Right wow. to his face. Wow. And he looked at me, and he didn't say he was sorry, but he said, wow. And he proceeded to tell me how he has PTSD and how he is on medications and how he has to see physicians and how he gets triggered. Oh, Deb. Right? Wow. And ever since, now oh, I've, that's, I, that's gonna make me cry. I've seen him a couple times. Yeah. He says, hey Debbie, it's like, that thing is gone. Now, is the music still going to be loud probably sometimes? Yes. <laughs> I know that that's not going to go away. Yeah. But I don't feel scared of him. I don't feel like I don't like him. I actually have a little compassion for him. I actually, I don't, to me, wow. that is a 
that's a little miracle, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it's not going to change the world or something, but it changed me. Right, right. And see what I said earlier? The miracle is the building of a relationship. Yeah. The miracle is when community comes together for one common cause. Yeah. That is the miracle. Yeah. And because we are so different, we are so diverse, mm -hmm. we have so many religious backgrounds and political backgrounds and divisive right. and divisiveness is the is the word of the day. Right. You know, we're all so divided. Everybody's like, how are we gonna be? How right. are we ever gonna come together? <laughs> well, you know what? You come together one person at a time or two people yeah. at a time in yeah. this case. You build community. You find what you have in common. You come together. If there's a sick child, you rally together. You come together and you raise money or you raise support or you raise awareness about a, an illness you might not have known existed right. before right. this. Right. That's the miracle. Right. That's the miracle. And maybe 10 years from now, there's, there's going to be another child that doesn't have to die, and I, I hate that word, have to die, but you know what I mean. There's another I child know. that won't die right. because of the community that came together and brought awareness right. to this, to a, to a disease. Right. And that, my friend, is the miracle. Right. That's right, is humanity. You know, there's so many beautiful little pieces and parts to it. Yeah. And I just, we lose focus on those things. We lose focus on the, yeah. So yeah. When we're able to heal relationships mm -hmm. and build community. And pay your car. <laughs> and pay off my car situation. One of them is, yeah, one of them still doesn't work. We still don't have the car situation totally resolved because we don't have a car to replace it. I just had to throw that We in. don't have a car to replace it. Um, but, but, yeah, I will, I will confess to you and you, I know we've had this conversation. I get so deflated and feel so defeated and sad and angry even when we're sitting at home all by ourselves and we seem to have zero support. Yeah, yeah. That is a very isolating, sad place to be. Right. And so we celebrate those, those times when we do have the support, but it does feel personal when you don't get a lot of it. Sure. So that's why I am completely convinced that it's community that is the miracle. And when I see somebody, social media is terrible, terrible. but it's great for making needs known mm -hmm. of other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if there's a GoFundMe and I can give $10 or $100 yeah. because somebody lost their home, because a child is sick, because of a cancer diagnosis, any of those things, you better believe that I'm going to give money towards that. Yeah. Because it, like I said, it can be five dollars. Doesn't. Yeah. It can be a hundred. But here's the thing: I want to be a part of the communities that come together for the betterment of other people. Yeah. And even if it's small, or if it's even anonymous. Yeah. I don't need the praise. I just love being a part of that community. Sure. If I can join a meal train and hop on that train and bring somebody some fried chicken, you better believe I'm going to do it. Sure. And that is where the miracle is yeah. because you become a part of a community that you would never have become a part of. Right. Right. Well, we can all we can all do our best to to do those things. Yeah. So, um, 
Well, this has been, it's been fun seeing you again. It's, it's been a while. Yeah, it's and been so, fun seeing um, you as well. So we're, as we come into the fall, we're going to, um, we're going to change up our format just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be having more guests. Yeah, we and, are. And um, so we're looking forward to um, moving forward with our Dancing with Skeletons podcast. And we're just looking forward to the future with y'all. So <laughs> thanks for joining Go us today. Go be a part of a miracle today. Yes. Build a community. Do it. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Love you.